Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. I encourage you to go there, sign up for my weekly thoughts and also my monthly e-newsletters. And the weekly thoughts are a teaching that comes out every Friday by email, U.S. Time Friday. And uh, it's in the headers there. It's in That's where we put announcements of where we'll be, our conferences, our online meetings, things of that nature, and also things prophetic and things the Lord has recently spoken to me. So sign up for, for, uh, for that at cwowi.org. And also you can learn about House Church. There's 10 uh, videos, question and answer videos about House Church, articles, archived, weekly thoughts and such. So anyway, I encourage you to be there, to, to be signed up for that. Anyway, today, another thing about how people got healed in scripture and some real life, in, in my case again. So uh, first, let's go to Mark chapter 1 and verses 41 and 42, where we have a leper and he comes to Jesus and he says, if you will, you can make me whole. When Jesus laid hands on him, it says this very curiously, and it says this, it says, immediately the leprosy departed from him. The leprosy departed. You can look this up in the Greek. You can look it up however you want, but there's no getting around the fact that when Jesus laid hands on the guy, it was it was like the anointing from Jesus' hands went out into his body, and it says the leprosy departed. So I want you to think about that. If you've got a, a, a skin condition, if you've got any condition, leprosy is a, a virus, as I understand. It can be today taken care of with antibiotics. <clears throat> So it's, uh, or bacteria or something. So all I know is modern medicine will take care of it. So think of it in terms of if you have a virus, if you have something in, not only on your skin, but if you have something in your body, think of it that way that, that laying hands on yourself and, uh, and you can say in the name of Jesus, be healed. Or like I had shared earlier in a previous video, how that when I was a teenager, the Lord taught me about the fig tree of Mark chapter 11. And he said, if anything is in your body that has a life of its own, that life, uh, anything that has a life of its own that's not supposed to be there, you can take authority over and command it to go, command it to wither and die like like the fig tree. And so you have to determine, does this have a right to be there? I started using this when I was a kid, actually, and, and into my adult life on acne, because a pimple is an infection, is a small infection. And so if I could feel one start to pop up, I would just put my finger on it and say, in the name of Jesus, command you to wither and die, body be healed. And the next day, the thing would be gone. And of course, now I had to change some habits, which was one of the the number one thing they say for acne is don't touch your face with your fingers. So if you're going to scratch your face, you use the back of your hand or or a a shirt cloth or something like that. And I still have that habit today. But that's something to consider that read Mark chapter one verses 41, 42, especially, where, where the leprosy departed. And, and let, the, let the Father give you revelation about your own condition and the power of the name of Jesus and, and just how that condition, that life that's in there that doesn't have a right to be there, uh, will leave. And that's, that's probably the biggest revelation when, when he taught me that. Then the, the bigger revelation was in the small word when he said, it doesn't have a right to be there. That started me down a path of of just understanding that I am in charge of my body. It led me into a study of Mark, uh, excuse me, First Corinthians chapter nine and uh, verse twenty seven, where Paul talked about his body and how he treats it like a slave and he buffets it, he treats it roughly, 
and the whole concept that that I don't have to obey my body. You see, the, our society grows up. It's like there's flu season. You know, it's like okay, January, February. That that was me. Flu, pneumonia, bronchitis, even to the point of I've mentioned before about hospitalized when I was a teenager, a couple different times for pneumonia. And I got tired of that. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. And this was a big revelation for me. I'm not subject to my body. My body can be subject to me. My body can be subject to the word of God. It can obey me. It can obey the word of God. And I started thinking about how we control our bodies. We, 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 it may tell us, hey, I need to go to the bathroom, but we control when and where we're going to, to obey the body. Same thing with appetites. And, and so I started thinking about, about how when my body needed sleep and everything, how I need to obey it. But there are other times when it needs to obey me, you know, when I'm going to eat a meal and when I'm not. And what am I hungry for? Paying attention to that appetite, but at other times telling it not to. And the whole concept, even as a teenager, of saying, I'm in charge of my body and I'm going to tell it what it can do and what it can't do leads to what some things have authority to be in my body and some things do not. And if they do not, I want it to be like that leper uh, was healed in Mark chapter 1, verses 41 and 42. You have no right to be in my body. That is the revelation that came first. That was the greatest revelation that that there were things that I could take authority over in my body that uh, that had no right to be there. And when I did that, it, it was remarkable. Uh, anything with a life of its own. So, um, you know, go into another situation, go into Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. And I, I briefly mentioned these 10 lepers uh, previously, but think about this. <clears throat> the situation was that 10 lepers stood far off from Jesus and called out. And all he told them to do was go to the priest and show yourself to the priest. And it says, as they went, they were cleansed. And of course, now again, leprosy, because it attacks the nerve endings and everything else, can leave a person disfigured. And so showing yourself to the priest is the, uh, is the method in, Levitic, in Leviticus, I'm thinking it's chapter 14, I'm not real sure, about showing yourself to the priest to show that you've been cleansed from leprosy. But there was nothing in their, in their day that could, could replace the tissue that had been destroyed by leprosy. So as the 10 went, they were, they were cleansed, the scripture says. Again, Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. But one came back, realizing he was cleansed, he came back and he worshiped. Now, when the 10 lepers were told to go to the priest, that was on Jesus. That was a sovereign move of the Lord. That was that, you know, people called out to Jesus all the time, but this is a sovereign move of the Lord. 10 lepers all at once, go show yourself to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed. So we, we have to understand that there are times there is a gradual healing. There is, as they went, they were cleansed. With every step, they were a little more, a little more, a little more cleansed with each step. But one came back and fell at Jesus' feet and worshiped him. And Jesus, and, and in receiving the worship, Jesus said of him, go your way, your faith has made you whole. That's how it's translated in the King James Version. And that's a, that's a good rendition. That's a good rendition of the word, uh, made whole. And so the, the speculation is, the understanding is, while the ten were cleansed, one of the cleansed came back and worshipped. And now this was not on him, on Jesus at all. It was on Jesus to say to the ten, go your way, show, the, show uh, yourself to the priests that you've been cleansed. Or go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. That was on Jesus. There was no faith involved in the ten at all. But the one who came back and worshipped and gave thanks and worshipped Jesus, 
Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. So here we have the, the here we, again, we have the importance of worship in the same way I received healing for my, for my foot uh, that I shared about earlier. And so, and so understand that there was a, a gradual healing that was involved. And then in that gradual healing, once they noticed, once the one noticed the, the process that was completed or being in the process of cleansing, he came back to give thanks and he was made whole. So what it hints at or what it, what it suggests is that the man, if there was any disfiguration, if there was any skin destruction that the leprosy had caused, he was not only cleansed, but he was made whole as he worshiped. And Jesus said it was his faith that made him whole. So it's one thing to be cleansed. That's the, the move of God. That's the move of the Lord. But the faith of worship involving worship makes a person whole. Now, this isn't a formula. This has to be a revelation. This is what I'm talking about. It's not a formula. It has to be your revelation. You need to spend time with the Lord. Get with the Lord and, and go to 1 Corinthians 9, uh, you know, 27, 28. Look at, look at those verses about how Paul talked about how he treated his body. Think about your own life. How do you treat your body? How often do you listen to your body? Do you, do you have addictions, food addictions, uh, you know, smoking, vaping? Uh, do you have... Um, you know, adrenaline junkie or something like that, where you listen to your body, oh, I've got to do this. Uh, other urges and needs that come naturally and have a place naturally in our bodies. But how much do you control them and how much do they control you? Finding that balance. Because there are times to push your body and there are times to listen to your body. And it's finding that balance. But the revelation is that there could be things in your body that don't have a right to be there. That was the revelation that was given to me when I was a teenager. And I thought on these things. And so I started looking out for everything from zits <laughs> to that annual flu that I would get with the, that led to pneumonia and hospitalization. And then it would come on me. I'd go, in the name of Jesus, be healed. I'd command any, any virus, any bug, any flu bug, anything like that to die like the fig tree in Jesus' name. Body, you obey me. You obey the word. By his stripes, you were healed. So you be healed. And even to this day, if I have a, a pain in my ankle, foot, leg, whatever, just that shouldn't be there. I'll slap it. I'll lay hands on it. I say, body be healed in the name of Jesus. And it has learned to obey. Uh, now I do obey it with that oftentimes extra piece of pizza or <laughs> extra order of fries or something like that. And that's something that is a continual battle for me. But on other things, it's like, I know when to listen to my body and when to command it to obey me. I I'll give you an example in my own life too. This is, uh, Many years ago, I was at my heaviest. I think I was at, uh, I think uh, in, in, in pounds, I was at 300, almost 305 pounds. And today I'm about 270. So I'm, I'm, I'm much uh, th uh, thinner in that much than what I was. And what is that in kilos? About 125 or 30 kilos probably. And, uh, and I, was, I was heavy. And I had a bump on the back of my neck, right in the middle of the back of my neck. And I don't, that, that's weird. So I, I put my finger on it. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to, uh, to be withered and die like the fig tree in Jesus name. And, and nothing happened. You know, the next day is still there, and the next day. I gave it 30 days. I told, I told Barbara, so I'll give it 30 days and command my body to be healed. And I'll, I'll just spend time in worship and, and give thanks. And I didn't, it wasn't a continual thing. It was just, I'd monitor it. It's like, okay, it's right there. It hasn't grown any. It's just this crusty little bump on the back of my neck and it's not normal. It wasn't a, a mole or a zit or something like that, you know? So after 30 days, I said, okay, it's for whatever reason, it's not, there's no Holy Spirit involved 
because it takes the Holy Spirit and the Word. You, the Word of God is not um, a talisman. It's not you can't you can't say in the name of Jesus this and name of Jesus that. It's the Holy Spirit that makes alive. You know, Jesus said in John six. 63, he said, it's the spirit that gives life. It's the word in the spirit. You can speak the name of Jesus all you want. You can use the name of Jesus as a curse word, but the Holy Spirit's not involved. But for a Christian to use the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit's not involved, there's no life in that. So you can speak the name of Jesus as much as you want, but if the Holy Spirit's not in it, if the Father's will is not in it, nothing's going to happen. It's the word and the spirit in agreement and together that bring life. So nothing was happening. There was no anointing. There was nothing that I could sense of the Holy Spirit with my use of the name of Jesus. Went to a dermatologist, found out that was a basal cell carcinoma, which if you have to have a skin cancer, that's the one to have. It's slow growing, uh, it more tunnels, it doesn't spread out uh, unless you just leave it neglected for a decade. But anyway, so th- what happened was they were going to cut it out and she took my blood pressure and it was very high. And uh, I mean, very high. They wanted to send me to the emergency room. I had no idea I had high blood pressure. So I said, I'll tell you what, I said, I know it's probably weight related. I said, give me 30 days. I'll be back in 30 days and I'll be uh, 25 or 30 pounds lighter. And so I did that. I, then for the next 30 days, I, I walked about uh, 10 kilometers or, or six or seven miles a day. I limited my intake. I lost about 30 pounds, 25 or 30, uh, about 30 pounds, which would be what, 12, 15 kilos, something like that. I lost that. I, I lost more a pound, more than a pound a day, about a pound a day, just through walking and not eating as much, et cetera. I came back and the, and my blood pressure was normal and they were able to cut that basal cell out. But the point is this, if the name of Jesus was just a magic potion type of thing in the name of Jesus, if the Holy Spirit had not been involved, if it had, if that basal cell had obeyed me, uh, I would never have found out about my high blood pressure, which was the larger risk to my life. And so you've got to realize that, that, that you know, it's like my kids when they were growing up, if they didn't respond to healing within uh, 24 hours, we'd take them to the doctor, um, you know, because you, you use wisdom in that. But you, you have the revelation, but you're looking for that presence of the Holy Spirit. So uh, thankfully, I, I've kept my weight down and uh, I've not had a reoccurrence of, of the high blood pressure or the, I mean, I still have to watch it and I monitor it, but, uh, and I've, I've learned some things since then. But, uh, but that one thing about if the basal cell had obeyed, then I never would have found out about the blood pressure, which was the larger risk to my life. So it allowed me to take action. So you trust the Lord in guiding you and leading you in these things. So anyway, I hope this has been a blessing to you. I've, I've mentioned several different things, but I hope it's been a blessing to you. And uh, hope you'll visit our website, cwowi.org. All right, God bless. Bye-bye.